Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Hello. Now, before we begin, I want to say sorry that the podcast is 24 hours late. What happened was yesterday, which at this point in time, as I speak, is Tuesday when we usually record the podcast. I got a phone call to go and cover the, uh, the, the, the breakfast show on Five Live. So I was up very, very early. When I woke up, I noticed I was doing sulfuric burps. Oh, oh. Which with me is usually some kind of forewarning that I'm about to have a, an upset tummy. Right, okay. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, well, I can't be doing a national radio breakfast show where there's no music, where I'm, I'm sort of on all the time and have a dicky tummy. So straight away I took an Imodium. Okay, right. Which fortunately bunged me up, but then I felt really bad as a consequence because whatever wanted to get out couldn't get out. And... I had this day yesterday where I was up at 3.45 and I didn't feel very well. So by the time it rolled around to mm. nearly time to record the podcast, I thought, let's let's just slip it by 24 hours and, yeah. uh, it, you know, it'll be a more enjoyable experience for everybody, yes. uh, us and you, the drifters. So there, there's your explanation. Oh, here's the thing. When I went into the BBC yesterday morning, they now take your temperature on the way in. Oh, with one of those ones, infrared ones? Yeah. Or do yeah, they, they put it under your tongue? It, <laughs> it was rectal, actually. Um, no, you, it's a bit like being at the airport. You sort of walk through a scanner and then there's a screen and your temperature flashes up. Oh, um, wow. What, what temperature do you think I was on yesterday? Oh, okay. Um, that's a great question. I think yeah, I know, were, yeah. I think you were slightly on the hot side. Mm. I'm going to go 37.8. No, 30... is that high? I'm not, I'm no, not big on temperature. 37.8 is a little bit high. It's not very high. Okay, it's I'm going to go 37.8. 36.3. You were much lower than I thought. Let me tell you something about me, and this is why I introduced this as a topic of conversation. Hmm. I don't mean to boast, but I think I generally run quite low temperature-wise. Really? I think... Do you think it's connected to being out drying very quickly? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like... I always feel this pride that my temperature is usually under 37. It's usually in the 36s and often low 36s. So I just wanted to, to boast about that. But yes, I think it is is connected to the fact that I dry quickly after a bath. 
It's, the, it's weird that some of the things you can feel proud about because I feel quite proud for no reason that I've got quite low blood pressure. Blood pressure. I feel a bit like, yeah, look at me, my low blood yeah, pressure. Yeah, yeah. Why am I proud about that? It's bad. It's not good. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> um, you're in Cornwall. I am. And was it easy to get into Cornwall or were there like mobs of locals with pitchforks trying to send you away again, which, you know, happens to tourists at the best of times in that part of the country. But I believe at the moment it's a pretty strong sentiment. Yeah, there was a gate and at it they said, are you from around these parts? <laughs> and I said, yes. And we, and we were we were allowed to go through. Yeah. So you're having a nice little holiday then. What's going on? Yeah, just a, just three or four days. Just a bit of a break. Um because you're allowed to now, I just want to point out mm-hmm, in case there's any mm-hmm. doubt here that it's totally legal. Um, and if people can hear a murmur in the background, that, yeah, that's yeah. why you're not in your usual uh, um, soundproofed bedroom. Yeah, I'm, um, in a, I'm, in a, I'm in a bedroom with no windows this time. It might be really? A bit echoey. Yeah, there's no windows in this bedroom. So weird. the house you're staying in has no windows in the bedroom? Uh, this particular bedroom. There are three bedrooms. Has it previously been used for hostages? <laughs> there are some hooks from the ceiling. There are actually. Is the floor made out of rubber? <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's tiles. How easily strange. cleaned. Yeah, How yeah. strange. Mm. Oh, I just thought of that. Did you ever see that film, The Disappearance of Alice Creed? Oh, it's brilliant, that film. It is brilliant, but it's yeah. quite disturbing as well. It yeah, made me think, yeah. of, think of the room from that film. Mm. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you're getting a few days away and simultaneously quite jealous because I, I, I really would love to go away. Mm. Um, but And they have announced that there are countries that you, you can travel to if you're able to go abroad, you know, if you're lucky enough to be able to go abroad on a holiday. Um, a whole bunch of countries that we can now travel to. Yeah. But I don't think we are able to because Sarah's got some work on and basically for the insurance for this work, you you can't leave the country otherwise you have to go into a two-week quarantine. So uh, so we can't go away. And I'd, up until the point at which I found that out, I'd been obsessively Googling campsites in France. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Not that I was going to have any truck with a, a tent. That wasn't going to happen. But some kind of chalet slash caravan i was thinking of yeah yeah and, and i thought to me as i was googling myself as I was googling it i thought i have officially become middle class here because that is what middle class <laughs> parents do with their kids isn't it go to yeah. a campsite in france yeah yeah like, i never knew anybody who did that growing up but i heard about them um in french yes, yes. textbooks and stuff <laughs> but i know people who did it can you believe well, of course that? you do because you know you're, you're, you're from a different yeah. social class than, than <laughs> I am. but i i just want to say i have clawed my way up and you know mm. Pretty, pretty affluent now, <laughs> really. <in> the... <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> it's nice. Not, not compared to how it used to be. I mean, you know, no, you might, not, you, you might not think it if you were to go, you know, steal my PIN number and do <laughs> check balance. Mm-hmm. I'm still not at a point where I can take money out of a cash machine and say yes if it says, do you want to view your balance? Have you ever been at that point? I don't no, think you ever no, have. No. Um, so, yeah... Uh, so, so, so feeling quite disappointed that we don't get to 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 go away or at least don't get to you know, go abroad. So I've been trying to think of a, a positive, like trying to think what's a positive about not getting to do that. And I think I think I've got one. Go on. Right, so if we don't go abroad, then we won't have to worry about coming back with foreign money mixed into the change in my pocket. 
Oh, that's a good one. I hate that. So it's awful accidentally giving it. Because oh, yeah, even, I haven't been yeah, abroad yeah. For, for many years, but I accidentally gave an, an Australian 50p to, to a, a someone recently. I went, yeah. I went to Australia 10 years ago. Yeah. It's still happening to me. Yeah, and there's no way that person didn't think you were trying to do it on exactly. And I said, nobody, I'm so sorry. Nobody, and they thought I was trying to, I know they thought yeah. I was trying to get away with it. And I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody has ever, no shopkeeper has ever uh, been given a foreign coin. Mm. And then someone said, oh, I'm sorry, that wasn't meant to be in that. And not thought, oh, yeah, trying it on, are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm so sure. Um, so when I was, when I was doing BBC Five Live yesterday morning, because it's, um, you know, it's a, t- a talk station, you cover all the news stories. And we covered this news story. Bearing in mind, again, uh, this this was Tuesday morning. It's now Wednesday. By the time you hear this, it'll be Thursday. But the, the news story was speculation that the government were about to announce this scheme to kickstart the economy where they were going to give £500 to every adult in the country uh, in mm. voucher form mm. and £250 in voucher form to every child. And the idea of these vouchers were that they couldn't be spent on essentials but they they were spent on things like the hospitality industry or luxuries, so that it kickstarts the economy and gets people back in the habit of spending. So this was mm. the big speculation and one of the news stories we covered on Tuesday morning. Yeah. Today, Wednesday afternoon, the Chancellor made his big announcement. I know you were very excited by this as well, Annabelle. <laughs> very, very yes. By the the big announcement this afternoon that the uh, the the government are going to give us vouchers of up to £10 per head <laughs> off when you eat out from Monday to Wednesday, Monday any to Monday, Monday to Wednesday in the month of August. Is it between 6 and 7.30 as well? Is that in the small print? <laughs> oh, what changed? I was so excited about my £500. I was mentally I spending it everywhere. I know. Oh, I was no. saying earlier on, I, I think that is the perfect metaphor for every hope or dream or ambition. Mm that I've ever had, like yeah. what I thought something might turn out to be <laughs> versus what the, the actual reality of what transpired was. Yeah. Oh, what's the scheme called? Eat out to help out. <laughs> Come on, it's good. It's very simple. It's, oh, it's so rubbish, isn't it? I it's know, so rubbish. I know, I know. We all just allowed ourselves to believe for a couple of days that maybe we're going to get all this money off the government. <laughs> um, yeah, to spend on luxuries. I wonder how posh shops will fare in the wake of all this and then the recovery from the pandemic. Probably not too well, I'm guessing. Have you ever been in a posh shop? And I, I, by posh shop, I mean like really posh shop. Well, when, when where, we had where, to ring on the doorbell. Yeah, or, those types of shops. There's there's never more than you, you. Usually, the only person in there, and there's never more than you and somebody else in there. Mm. Like, what is their business model? I think selling one very expensive thing a year, <laughs> by the looks of it. Or it's, you know, like really rich people, they buy 10 of everything. Oh, yes. In every, one in every colour. Yeah, yes. one in every colour. It's yeah. that. It's yeah. a combination of that. And then if people like me or you end up there in accident, uh, by accident, we, we then buy something just to try and prove that we're we're not time wasters. Yeah, that we, we can afford. The, the to business be there. model is to sneer so much at people like us if we end up in there that we yeah. buy something just kind of out of spite, really. Yeah, I think you're right. So, oh, I don't suppose they'll be taking my, <laughs> my eat to eat to help out voucher in one of those shops. <laughs> I don't think so. No. 
All right, Hamble. How is uh, how's the correspondence from the Drifters looking this week? Still a trickle. Still a truckle. Sorry, I said truckle then. Truckle. That's a nice many word. A mickle, truckle. Many a mickle makes a muckle. Um, <laughs> what? I th- I'm quoting something there. I can't think what. Maybe Billy okay. Liar. Um, yes, uh, Councillor Duxbury. Sorry. Not, not, not something for most of the audience, that. Well, I'm a big fan of that film. No, I am. I think it's one of my favourite films. And I still don't know that line. So I think it was a very, very small minority who could have got that. I can really, I can probably hone in on the scene, if you like. Mm. Do you remember when Billy goes out to try and dispose of the calendars he goes up onto the moors? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> and he, and he, bump, he bumps into the councillor, Councillor Duxbury, who's also oh. the silent partner in The Undertakers. Right. Billy, Billy tries to endear himself to him by speaking in sort of uh, uh, northern homilies. And oh, the councillor says, many okay. a mickle makes a muckle. There we go. Right. Great. That's that sort of Just proving that my knowledge of that film surpasses yours. By far. Not, I think when I think it was after I was engaged to my now wife, but before we got married, we watched that film. And what did she and make of it? Did absolutely nothing for her. Oh, did you reconsider? Yes. <laughs> I thought we probably, you know, with the cost of the ring and the deposits put down, it's not worth backing out now. But it mm. was it, still when I think of that, it's like it's like a blow. It's like a body mm. blow. But who can blame her, really? I mean, it's a completely different... It's it's a northern kitchen sink drama, mm. and she grew up in a suburb of Chicago that looks like a John Hughes film, so right. it's probably difficult for her to relate to it, even though we have no problem relating to John Hughes films. What she's thinking there, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we've gone along. It's a trickle, muckle. Um, we, we would still like more correspondence from for, from drifters, if uh, if possible, keeping us afloat on a drift. Uh, so do send us your story of social ineptitude. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Okay, I've got one short, one long one. Great. The first one, the short one, is from Lucy, who says, well, it's been a while since I put my foot in it. I have loved lockdown, no interactions. Life has felt safe. I'm in Scotland, so we are still effectively in lockdown, but things are starting to ease. I just met one of the school mums and her daughter while out for my food shop. We did the usual hi, smiled. I asked, you all surviving? Big smile. She replied, well, my father-in-law just died. (gasps) I think I'll go back to home deliveries. Uh, Yeah, not good. Okay, uh, yeah. (laughs) Let me just say something that that's extremely painful. I had an experience where um, we've got a problem with our fridge freezer. I don't need to go into it. But a while ago, a guy came to our house to fix the dishwasher pre-lockdown. And... um, he was very he was very complimentary about my fridge freezer like he he thought it was a really great fridge freezer and he doesn't see that model very often but he thinks it's a good one so when this fault developed i thought i'd kept this guy's number in my phone i thought i'm going to text him and and see if he can come and fix it so i sent a short text explaining who i was when he'd last been round and what the problem was and he texted back saying, um, sorry, uh, my mum is very ill and dying, so I won't be able to help you. Okay. So I've got a lot of sympathy for him mm. being in that situation. Yeah. That being said, I don't think he needed to mention it in the text. He, I think he wanted to give you a good, a really good reason. I don't think he needed to. 
You, you should Cause, have just said, I can't do it. Because, yeah, because I now feel bad. Oh, yes. God, I bothered that poor guy and his, yeah, his mum yeah. is dying. What an awful situation to be mm, in. Mm. I mean, not that he should really be thinking about, oh, what if this guy feels bad now? <laughs> but I just yeah. I just thought it was thought it was a bit too, a bit too much detail, a bit too much unnecessary detail. Okay, okay. You're not with me, are you? No, you no, no. I'm necessarily um... harsh. <laughs> if I, let me let me just say something to you. Mm. If you find that at the moment I'm judging people or situations a bit more harshly than mm. I usually would, mm. it's because I'm spending all my time with my wife, who is a very harsh woman. Yeah, maybe, and I it's think rubbing it's rubbing off. off on me a little bit. Yeah, because I do think he just didn't want to look unreliable. He wanted you to remember him. He didn't, he didn't want to think in the future you wouldn't go to him because he's just no, didn't no, want but to do the, it. no. But here's the thing: mm. like any, I can't ever contact him again. Oh, you still won't? Oh, really? Because you feel so bad about it? Oh. No, because, you know, if if I do it too soon, he could text back, oh, yeah, my yes. mum's, you know, she's she's hanging on in there. Gotcha. But yeah, yeah. It could be days. And then and what then do you say? There's like, a morning, then, yeah, there's a morning period. I'm I'm never contacting that guy again. You'd have to say, oh, hi there, um, did she die yet? That, that sort of exactly. thing, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, either When's way, you're not going to contact him again. No, no. And you feel bad. Okay, I'm on yeah. your side now. I really liked him as well. I mean, not that oh, that changes anything really, no. but but the point remains. If I'm being a little bit harsh, I think it's because I'm spending so much time around Sarah. Okay. I said to her the other day, um, "If you die first, I will get a really big laugh at your funeral by opening with the words, Sarah never had a bad word to say about anyone.' <laughs> That's very good." <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Did she like the fact that you said that? No, I'll tell you what was funny. She said, do you really think people see know that about me? Do you think people really do see me like that? Say, of course they do. Because you say, cause you say it to them. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on now. Regal yeah. Empress Anonymous. Okay. Shortly before lockdown, we had a similar situation to Annabelle in that we employed a window cleaner. Let's call him Stan. Stan cleans quite a lot of windows along our street and our neighbours on either side employ him. So I excitedly engaged him to wash our windows every two weeks, content in the fact that if he was good enough for our neighbours, he was good enough for us. We have a small semi-detached house and there are four windows at the front and he was only going to do the front for now as the back are a pain to get to. The front four windows took him about five minutes and it cost £15. Is that normal? Is it the going rate? Two, I don't. I think that's very expensive. It seems minutes. like it to me. I don't. I don't know. I mean, the, the the charging mechanism of a window cleaner does seem impenetrable. Like I feel like they've got some kind of system in their head, depending on how big your overall house. I I don't know. I mean, mm. as I said to you, we we really uh, we really uh, uh, run into problems with ours. Yes. Did I talk about I talked about that on the podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she goes on. Too startled and cripplingly consenting to argue or haggle, we thought, oh well, it probably is the going rate. And if it's good enough for Jan and Tim to the left and John and Barbara on the right, it's good enough for us. The first washing was a bit mediocre, but the little piece of crumpled A4 Stan gave out said that it'll take a few sessions before the windows get really clean. What? <laughs> 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 
That is not true. That is not true. That's insane. Then lockdown. Yeah, I just I just want to say in the in the interest of fairness, and I don't know again, this is Mike because we've been working on the BBC this week. If you are a window cleaner and you want to get in touch and uh, you say, No, that is actually is true and here's why, then mm. please feel free. But at this yeah. point, let's all admit it sounds like a nonsense. It does, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then lockdown happened and we didn't see him for weeks till three weeks ago. Whilst taking a very well-earned nap on the first day in too many weeks, my two-year-old returned to nursery, giving us some headspace and body and mind to catch up. It was lovely and a nice, I had a nice long nap. And then I, oh, I could hear crash, splash, splosh, scrape, splosh, bosh <laughs> on the bedroom window. It was Stan. Stan. And having already discussed how crap he had been the the last time, my husband and I decided it was a good plan to let him have a second chance. So I arose from my nap fail and went down to cough up the £15. Stan was by then doing the lounge window where there was a large dried bird poo on one of the panes. From my perch on the edge of the sofa in the lounge, unseen by Stan as yet, I watched as he wetly flopped his window, wand over the poo once, in a totally ineffective and lazy manner. (laughs) He'll reload his brush and do it again, I'm sure, I said to my husband. But did he? No. He then proceeded to miss one pain altogether. Stan is a flipping cowboy. Too scared to fight my own battle, I sent my husband out to tell him he'd missed the poo and the pain. And he said, no, 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 you're wrong. I've done it. Even though we watched him not do it. (laughs) Resolved to sack him. Next time he came, we closed the door and quietly seethed. A week or so later, we went round to John and Barbara's for a socially distanced cuppa in their garden and asked what their take on Stan was. Oh, blooming heck. John said, ha ha ha, exclaimed Barbara. We've been trying to pluck up the courage to sack him for years. He's useless, John grumbled. Such a waste of a tenner every two weeks, exclaimed Barbara. (gasps) What? I spluttered, tea spraying willy lily and in the time of Covid. He was charging us a whole five or more and missing bits. He had to go. The next time he came, we missed him. Damn, just a tiny note saying we owed him £15. The next day, the doorbell rang. Stan came to collect his dues. I told my husband to tell Stan not to come again and thrust him into the porch. I then (laughs) scuttled into the kitchen to eavesdrop and hide, desperate not to be part of Stan's upset, just the happy puppeteer. (laughs) Thanks, Stan. Here's your money. Um, My wife has just lost her job, so we don't need our windows cleaning from now on, thanks, said my husband. You what? Stan replied, chin jutting. Yeah, my wife lost her job and we can't afford it for now. Okay, no problem, Stan relented. My husband is the opposite of a drifter. Almost psychopathically easy for him, I noticed. Wow. I leapt from behind the door. Of course, as soon as I get my job back, you'll be the first person we call. I'm so sorry I lost my job. I'm sorry for everything. Please like me, (laughs) I stammered. Perhaps using a touch of poetic license in the retelling of the discourse here. (laughs) Don't I recognise you, said Stan. You're the one off the telly, aren't you? Oh, God. Uh, yes, yes, I am. Sorry, sorry, Stan. Right, next time I see you on telly, I know that's my cue to get washing your windows again. <laughs> nice one. My husband had it in hand. It was all sorted. Why did I leap out and apologise and flap and renege? I want Stan to be OK and not be sad, but I don't want crap window cleaning. I guess there's only one thing for it. A career change. <laughs> oh that's so good that's yes. so good yes uh, 
You could try and um, fob him off and say it was a repeat. A repeat, a repeat, yeah. I, mean, anyway. I just want to say that is the that was the exact same um, excuse we used to 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 fire our window cleaner. Oh really? I said, you oh. know, I said, oh yeah, my work's really dropped off at the moment. Me too. To We've all done cut- it, and we're having to make cutbacks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, mine was pre-COVID, but. Uh, <laughs> But, I mean, it does sort of beg the question, has anybody ever had a window cleaner they're just completely happy with? All the time I was growing up, we had the same window cleaner. He was called Gordon Bowers. And everybody locally referred to him as Porthole Bowers because he would always take his chamois leather and wash the windows just in a circle, as if he, even if it's like a huge square window. He'd just sort of wash this little... Porthole Bowers. That is amazing. Do you not remember though? This is the the sort of weirdest postscript to that story. Is um, a few years ago now, probably (laughs) seven or eight years ago, we did a coach trip of the old radio show listeners to my hometown of Macclesfield, and I took all these people on this walking tour of sites from my childhood. I mean, why people are interested, I don't know, but stories are told like a gajillion times on the radio. And as we were walking to take a look at Brown Street Chippy, um, we saw Porthole Bowers. That was Porthole Bowers. That was, oh yeah. My and then, like, everybody stood around taking photographs of him. <laughs> I do remember that. Like, he was a tourist attraction. Like, oh, what wow. must have he have thought? I don't think he had a clue who I was. Oh, All of a sudden. That must have been so weird. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, th- thank you to the uh, the Regal Empress for that story, which yes. I enjoyed uh, enormous, enormously. Um, anything else on, you know, I, f- I feel that there is a seam here that we're mining on mm. window cleaner etiquette. Yeah, so any more, more on that, on please. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, you can email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs> Annabelle. Yes. Another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult? Yes. Now, I've got three small ones this time. A little bag of pick-and-mix inadequacies. A little potpourri of failings. The first one is something I've been forced to confront a lot recently because my son is at an age where he understands pretty much everything we say, but he's also at an age where if he hears that something good is going to happen, he wants that to happen now. So at home, there are a lot of conversations like this. Shall we go to the P-A-R-K later? Right, or yeah. shall I give him one of the B-I-S-C-U-I-T-S's? Like we're spelling a lot out. The, the, what, it's those occasions when I really envy friends of mine who are like multilingual. Oh, yeah, that'd be so useful. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Maybe I should use backslang. I should teach Tom backslang. <laughs> uh, uh, there's something about the male brain that can't learn it. Uh, of course, yeah. Yeah, it's a thing that de- it's, it's part of your brain develops in adolescence as a teenage yes. girl and, and yeah. it, it doesn't happen in the male brain. You're quite right. I forgot about that. And what I've discovered Do they about... teach it to you in the same school lesson where they teach you about periods? Yeah, yeah, but I shouldn't tell you all, that because it's a massive secret. All the boys secret. can leave now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a massive secret. I can't believe I've right. let it out. Okay. I've really Sorry. let the girls down there. Yeah. Um, And what I've discovered about what my brain can't do is I can't comprehend words spelled out loud. If I've not got a pen and paper to write it down, (laughs) I freeze, the letters jumble, and I've no idea what Thomas said. And I hate it so much because I consider myself to be a good speller to the point of arrogance. Don't test me. And I feel like it looks like I can't spell. When I can, I just can't keep the letters in my head. I just panic. Like when someone gives directions and after the second one, you just panic and forget it all. Yeah, yeah. 
It's really annoying because I still don't know what Aretha Franklin is spelling out in that song. Like R E. Like after it's gone after that. The Ottoman one D something something. She's delirious, incredible. But you know what's he's? Of course, I do know those ones. But it is really annoying. Although as it turns out, not as annoying as it is for Tom. When I keep on going, what? What? What do you mean a blastly? What's a blastly? <laughs> Okay, second one. I've realised recently that I find some numbers less attractive than others for no reason at all. Uh. Anything that ends in a three, seven or nine, I consider to be a lesser number. And I feel sorry for people with birth dates with these numbers, like they're somehow less fortunate than me (laughs) with my 12th of March. (laughs) My house number ends in an unattractive number and I did think twice before moving there. There's no rational reason for any of this. And I would be interested to know if others have illogical bad feelings towards any numbers. Do you, do oh, you, sort you don't of want to get me ugly? started? You don't want to get me started on the number well, four. I know, I know you? That you love number four, but are there some that you don't like for no yeah, reason? Yeah, five, I really... So, <laughs> you don't like five straight away, don't like five. Yeah. Why? Why? Oh, here we go. There's so no four, reason, surely. Four is a good number. Right. And, and any other number I can kind of reconcile. So give, give, give me a number. Uh, 18. So at 18 is a good number because it's got a one, which is a quarter of four. So a quarter of four is really good because it's four ones make four. And then eight, eight is two times four, so it's related to four. So that's fine. Wow. I'm, yeah. I'm going to stop there if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, I could do But But five, I think, is, is a bad number. And the only way I can sort of feel comfortable with the number five is by thinking that there are five letter, uh, four letters in the word five. I'd spell it out for you, but you wouldn't be able to keep up. No, no, um, no. I get the yeah. panic and get lost. So, so that's how four beats five, even though five is one more than four, wow. is that the, the word five has four letters. But, I mean, I've got a whole... Uh, depending on how mentally well I am, <laughs> like if I'm particularly mentally unwell, I start dividing words into fours and all, all sorts of strange right, stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, you 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 have uh, I I you have my sympathy on this. Thank you. Yeah. You have my sympathy too. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go to the last one now. So yeah. I had to have a call with a credit card company recently, and I spoke to a real person on the phone. It was a man, and at one point he told me what balance I had left to spend on my card. And on hearing the amount, I said, oh, great, I'll go shopping now. And I laughed. <laughs> and he gave me back the most forced, tired, tiny laugh, like it was the hundredth time he'd heard it that day. Oh. And I immediately wanted to kill myself because it probably oh. was the hundredth time he'd heard yeah. it that day. I hated myself for doing the same but old I liked tired him. gag. I yeah, yeah. And I wonder, do you think we should compile a list of all the things in other people's jobs or lives that they never want to hear again? To oh, stop yes, drifters please. using them and be more liked by everyone. So it'll be the things at work that you hear a hundred times a day or even just not at work. Like say you've got a twin or you've got twins, what you're, what you're sick of hearing from other people. It could be yes. a kind of a guide to not annoying or irritating others by saying the same thing that everyone else says. That is a fantastic idea. Should we, yeah. should we compile a list of it? That'd be really Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Okay. So the, 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 the sort of things that you have to force a laugh at if people yes. if you tell them what you do for a living or customers you deal with in in your job clients you deal with in your job uh twins is a good one annabelle things that people always say to you if you're a twin nothing the place to where sp- you're from yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah that's good nothing too but, specific though like not jokes about your name unless it's a really common name it has to be yeah, something that's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. useful to everybody yeah yes yeah okay well it, i think that's a great idea okay so, there's a little bit of homework for drifters. There's something you can join in with. Uh, send us send us yours. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. 
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Oh, here's the thing. We had the paperwork through from the the local primary school that our son is going to be starting at in September. Oh, how exciting. So what we got, one of the things we got was a list of the names of the other kids, just first names of the other kids he's going to be in, the, in, in his class oh. with, in the reception class. And as I read that list of names, I thought, was that? Hang on a second. Was that Rusty Scruff, the teddy bear king? He's firm oh, yeah. but fair. Don't worry, he's here. Yeah. What's he? What's he barking at? Who? Literally, who knows? A cow, maybe. I don't know. Burglars. <laughs> Intruders. Burglars. Yeah. No, it's probably a cow. Does he? Does he like it on holiday? Mm, I don't know. It's hard is he to good t- in the car? Does he put his head out the window? He hates the car so much. So I think that's the wrong big downside for him. Oh, he's a weird dog. I know. He's a weird, really love he that. Is, yeah. What was I talking about? Um, oh yeah, primary school. Names. Oh yeah, yeah. So we so we got this, the list of the names that he's going to be in his reception class with. And my first thought was, oh God, look at this! All these names. These are the people that he's going to spend, you know, the next. I guess from four or five years old till eleven years old when he goes. These these are the people he's going to go on that journey with. And then my next thought straight away. I, I couldn't even enjoy that nice thought because straight into my head thought, well, th- these are the people that are going to chip away at his self-esteem. Oh, Jeff. And destroy no. his innocence. No, that's heartbreaking that you thought that. <laughs> I think I just think about my own experience at, mm. at primary school. I'm not saying that everybody was like that because they weren't. But I think you go to primary school and your perception of the world is is just from within your family where you know hopefully you get all this love and attention and you're really wide-eyed and everything's great and then you get these other kids with their opinions mm. and their barbed comments yeah chips chips away at you did you look at the names and think oh i wonder if I wonder if that one will be nice to him yeah or just by the names i've marked yeah. out some new potential nuisances <laughs> I mean that. That being said, you know he, he is still. Um, he does go to nursery a few days a week. Um, I'll tell you what is is getting really bad now. What's that? My the, there is at the moment because of COVID. We're sort. You sort of have to go and pick up your kid at a certain time in a certain area. So, in other words, the number of parents you interact with is much smaller than it used to be. Okay. Yeah which means that I'm interacting with the same handful of people very regularly. Oh, okay. Including this one mum who I think is so nice, but my small talk with her is excruciating. I just can't get any lift off at all. And the last couple of days, she's been on her phone, and I'm convinced she's pretending to be on the phone so she doesn't have to talk to me. Oh. Yeah. What you need to do in that situation is ring her phone. (laughs) (laughs) 
find out her number and ring her and see if it rings and that that will show her that you're on to her you know her tricks oh dear yeah um oh just on on phones like one of gene's current obsessions is phone boxes so he likes to go into a phone box <laughs> which can i just say how i've lived in london now for 20 odd years and how lovely it is to be able to go into a phone box without anybody being suspicious you're in there to just look at the the cards of sex workers yeah yeah because that would be why you're going in before that yeah 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 no nobody is thinking thinking that of you now you're thinking mm. look there's just a nice dad in a phone box with his four-year-old son i'll tell you what hasn't changed in phone boxes over the years the smell Yes, exactly. It's, it's like, you know, people might not be using phone boxes very much anymore, and that's why they're vanishing from our streets. But the ones that are still there, people are using them, I would say, more than ever as pissoirs. Pissoirs. That's a nice word. It is a nice word, isn't mm. it? Mm. Like, it's, it's whatever that stench that you associate with a phone box is, I feel that it's got even more concentrated as there are fewer mm. phone boxes on the streets. Oh, dear. Made me think, like, where... where where do superheroes go now if they want to change into the superhero costume? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, where do phone they boxes go is the traditional place. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought about the the process of changing in and out of a superhero costume. Just sometimes, like if you're you're changing in a gym, mm. you will try and do everything you can to make sure that you are exposed for the minimum possible amount of time. Yes, yeah. But there is always going to be a second or two where the area that is usually covered up with swimming trunks isn't covered up with swimming trunks. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wonder if superheroes face that problem getting in and out of their <laughs> costumes. I've got to be honest with you. I've got, I've got to be honest with you. This, this, this isn't... A good... As I started this tangent, mm, I thought, mm. I wonder if there's something in this. <laughs> I think if it had occurred to me before the podcast, I thought, I wonder if I should talk to Annabelle about superheroes accidentally mm. flashing mm, when mm. they're changing in and out of costumes. I would have maybe given it 10 seconds thought and thought, no, that's, it's not very good, that. But well, you as, never see as... that bit, do you? You never see... They never show it. No, but maybe if you were to watch... Mm. Your, your favourite <laughs> I, I should have I had the perfect opportunity to just wrap this up now, but we're still in it aren't we but I wonder if maybe if you were to watch you know, your favourite superhero mm-hmm. you, if, if there is a pause that you could do where you would get like a nice flash, flash of the bomb or whatever yeah but yeah but what no say it <laughs> it feels a bit seedy to try and like it does pause feel it seedy. and try and like, yeah, get a yeah, flash they've gone to all yeah. that effort to go into a phone box to avoid exposing themselves mm-hmm and it's not good this no let's leave it let's leave it so why does your son does he like the smell like why 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 is he wanting to go in just the novelty of it you've got a kid haven't you yeah they just want to do weird stuff why why am i asking why yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, it's their job to ask why of course of course how foolish incessantly yeah Wandery Corner at the Glap Clinic in Problematic, uh, mm. and in the uh, in the southwest of um, southwest of England. Yep. Okay. So who's, who's first one from? So from. this is from Sarah. I've never committed to a hairdresser, partly due to the fact that most of the time they never do what I want, and also why would I want to see the same person every time? 
I have what I find to be the most excruciatingly awkward interaction possible. Telling them I don't like what they've done just isn't ever going to happen. They could have left me with a solitary hair and I would still leave them a tip. Side note, are you meant to tip hairdressers? Yes, Yes, you are. Anyway, the last time I went to get my hair cut, it was a sort of place with an Instagram account. And you have to pay a £10 deposit on booking that, crucially, you don't get back because it goes on for your next appointment. I've never heard of this. That's smart. It is, but it's wrong. Yes. The haircut was fine, although not exactly what is asked for. The issue came when paying and the lady, having told me how damaged my hair was, is now explaining how much I needed the products they were selling. I said, well, actually, I'm only using stuff that doesn't have sulfates in them. Does this? And she said, oh, no, definitely not. It's all vegan and cruelty free. Not sure how this was relevant at all. I expect there may be some BS lurking around. But of course, I'm not going to challenge her and ask to look at the ingredients or anything. Just agree that it smells lovely and pay the £30 for it and book my next appointment what i should have done was ask for my 10 pound back cue next wash day and my scalp has never been itchier in my life this stuff is horrendous and of course does have sulfates in it then comes lockdown and my appointment is cancelled yes although it is just delaying the inevitable as today i received a friendly personalized text asking when i would like to rearrange my appointment I don't want to go back and get an itchy head or explain why I haven't used their shampoo, (laughs) etc, etc. My problem is therefore this. They have my £10. Is there a solution somewhere in between just admitting I've lost my £10 and my pride, along with resigning myself to getting friendly texts from them every so often, and going in demanding they give me my money back and telling them to never contact me again? I suspect after a long rambling story, your answer will be just a suck it up. You've lost a tenner, which is fair enough, but it's the principle of the thing, you know. It angers me to imagine their smug, beautiful faces smiling, knowing they've swindled someone out of the deposit and their stupidly expensive shampoo that I haven't even used. On a similar note, I'm still with my private dental practice, who used to be NHS, but now charges eye-wateringly monthly rates for essentially two checkups a year. But of course... I can't bring myself to dump them. It just feels mean. Oh, Sarah, you have a sweet soul. (laughs) You do. I do think this, you know, a a great thing about the modern world is you can have conversations over email. Or text. Or text messages or whatever. Where you can just, here's what you say. You say, I'm so sorry I've lost my job. So I'm going to be cutting my own hair for a while. And could um, I have my money back? Th- th- things are really tight for me at the moment. Could would it be possible to to have my money back uh, if you could either PayPal me or I'll send you my bank details? Yep, yeah, use the current situation to your advantage. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's probably the best possible thing. I think so too. Can't think of anything better. I do, I do think that Sarah kind of gets into an interesting area, which is the stress of finding a hairdresser. And then when you find one that you think, oh, yeah, they've done a good job, then sort of holding on to them, despite the other bits of awkwardness around small talk or being upsold shampoo. And it is weird to me that that level of variation in quality exists in a profession. Mm. Yes. Oh, thank God I found a good one. I better stick with them. Yes. Like, why should it be such a crapshoot every time you go to the hairdressers, whether you're going to get a haircut that you like or not? Is it on the quality of the cutter or is it on your fussiness as a a customer? Oh, this is interesting. Hmm. 
Ask a good question. Don't have any answers. No. Nope. <laughs> All right. But I think, but I think, I think but we right did, answer, we did answer the quandary, didn't we? Yeah, uh, yeah. The text or email. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to this one, which is from Robert in Walthamstow. I th- I'm fearing a lot of hubbub in the background. Oh, is it going? Should I go and tell them to, to keep it down a bit? Well, I feel I feel bad because you know you're having this holiday and mm. they're just enjoying themselves. Mm. You've brought podcasting gear with them with you. Yeah. I mean, why should that be impinging on their holiday? But then, I mean, this is a job, and you know, people have to listen to it. So, is it is it your lover Tom who's got the loud voice, or is it one of the others? Let me have a listen. Hold on. It's hard to tell. It's a bit indistinguishable. Well, it's gone a bit quieter now. Mm. I mean, I'm not sure if any of this will pick up on your microphone. I'm hearing it because we we do it over Skype when you when we're not together. But oh, don't worry, I can hear it. <laughs> if if it's Tom, yeah. I think it's fine. I think if it's any of the others, mm. you know, it's not. Because the great thing is, if it's Tom, you can make them all feel awkward by having like this little little row. Yeah, ruin, ruin so the there it is. Whoever whoever's speaking just now is the one with the loud voice. It's it's gone again. Anyway, I'm getting bogged down and I'm getting okay. obsessed with it. Let's move, let's move on. Yes. A few more. This is from Robert in Walthamstow. A few mornings ago, I was washing up when I heard a tentative knock on the front door. I opened to a woman who explained that she'd reversed her car into the little wall at our, the front of our garden, knocking it over and also breaking a fence. She was a teacher on her way to school and was very apologetic and wanted to pay for the damage. Now, I am fairly well practiced in how to handle this sort of situation. I thanked her profusely for knocking when others might have just driven away and apologised her, apologized to her for my wall's role in making her late for work. <laughs> the right thing to do, obviously. She insisted I take her number so that I could text her once I'd established what the repairs would cost, but was soon on her way. My wife and I had to look at the damage and decided we should have got round to replacing the whole area by now anyway, and we get round to it at some point. In any case, we'll probably do it alongside some other running repairs, and I really don't want to take money from the key worker who accidentally did some damage. Then, early today, she came back. I hadn't texted her. She was quite upset that I hadn't told her what I owed her and pressed home that she felt she had to pay her share. I was in the middle of a work call and hurried through her visit, telling her not to worry about the wall and saying something about glue being cheap these days. Not sure what I meant, but still (laughs) vaguely agreeing I'd be in touch. But now I want to know what the rule is, having got this far. I don't know how much I'm going to spend on fence and brickwork, but it will be more than the cost of just repairing the damage. And even if I wanted her to pay for the whole thing, it wouldn't be reasonable to ask for it. Mm -hmm. I could make up some a small and plausible sounding figure so that she will have paid something and feels absolved, but she must live nearby and will be able to tell I've done more than just prop the fence back up. Will she then feel patronised? Or I could stand my ground and just refuse to take any cash at all. If I were in her situation, I'd perhaps just feel a bit annoyed at not having the opportunity to make amends, but can you really force someone to take your money? In general, when someone offers to pay for something, but you don't really want to take the money, what's the correct response? I feel like I'm I'm very good at, at turning down um, people offering to pay for things. So, so talk, do a little role play here. Tell me how you do it. She knocks on the say, door again. I'll say, I'll be her. Hello there. I Sorry, I still haven't heard from you. And I really, really would like to make amends. I feel terrible about it. And I don't want to go about my day thinking I haven't done my bit financially. So would you please tell me how much I owe you? Listen, I really appreciate you coming back. Just just the fact that you 
even said anything in the first place was above and beyond. I really appreciate it. I've done a bit of thinking, and actually, I, th- I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna use it as an opportunity to do a bit of remodeling on the on the front garden. So please. I will not take any money from you. I'm incredibly grateful to you for offering. It's really kind. It's really decent. But I, I won't take a penny. But, um, you know, if if we ever bump into you in the pub or something, do feel free to buy us a pint. See, that for me is totally fine. But yeah. having said that, I wouldn't have gone around the second time. I would have just thought I got away with that. <laughs> So maybe I'm not the best person to respond. But that feels to me perfectly reasonable. Who would insist after that? Yeah. I, th- I think that's that's the, the the way to go. He could say you've done me a favour because I've been yeah. wanting to get it done for ages. I should be giving you money. Yes, yes, that that. Yeah, <laughs> I owe you. I owe you money for helping me push me in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. I don't. And she's very persistent. Yeah, I, th- I think. Yeah, I think if she if, if she doesn't if she can't take that as a hint, I don't know. Move house. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's the other one, isn't it? Okay. All great. right. Good. That's those dealt with. If you have a quandary for Quandary Corner, then do email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. And that was our podcast. Thank you to you for listening as ever. Please continue to share your stories of social ineptitude. And and also, uh, Annabelle, we need a name for this, but the the list, can you just explain briefly again what the, the list, what we're looking for on this list? So it's things that in, in maybe in your job or just in your general life that you're sick of people saying to you so we can all avoid saying them after I said to the credit card man, oh, great, I'll go shopping now like an idiot. Which did make me laugh, but then again, I don't work in a credit card yeah. call centre. And it, so, it, yeah, send, go on. It, it will, it will have been, I could tell by his laugh, it was the most forced. I could tell it was at least the hundredth time he'd heard it that day. We, we all know the kind of laugh you're talking yeah. about. So, yeah, yeah do yeah. do uh, do send those to us. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man in the Echo for the backing music, to Emily Harrison for the, uh, for the incidental music. Uh, thanks to uh, Kim Rainey for designing the artwork, to Carla Gowlett for taking the photos. And I think my, uh, my, my favourite phrase from this week's podcast was, I watched as he wetly flopped his window wand over the poo in a totally ineffective and lazy manner. Podication time. This comes from Paul Cosmo, who says in his subject line, is this how you do a podification? Am I doing it right? Yes, Paul, you, you are. are. You did. You perfectly. You did it. You got there. Uh, he says, hello, Jeff and Annabelle. Hello. Hello. I live my life in a near constant state of awkwardness with no idea how other adults manage to act and speak normally. So your podcast is tragically relatable. My good friend Tiff turned me on to it. We know Tiff. Uh, He says she's actually the best. Actually, Tiff is the best. Um, 
He says, it's one of the few podcasts that I listen to immediately when it shows up in my feed. Now I feel guilty about the fact that this one has shown up a day late. Um, he says, so so thank you and thanks, Tiff. Take care. Paul, he also says, I also do a podcast and even after 123 episodes, I don't know how I managed to get through it. There's so much editing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do, I do think like with a podcast like ours, it could benefit really from a bit more editing. <laughs> I'm thinking specifically about that whole bit where I tried to sort of fumble in the dark for something amusing about superheroes changing in phone boxes and failed miserably. So It could have know, been the made... greatest moment of podcast ever, you know. It's always worth a try. <laughs> yeah, but I think, you know, the point Paul is making is, sure, it's worth a try. If uh. you try <laughs> and you fail, cut it out. Um. So there we go. There's the latest edition of the podcast podicated to Tiff from Paul Cosmo. Uh, Call Paul Cosmo. And if you would like a podication for yourself, then email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Great. Pressing stop. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.